Right now, joined by Trevor Long from EFTM.com on the phone to talk all things tech. Trevor, I hear that uh, 5G is now available on more carriers. You had to be with Telstra, Optus or Vodafone for the last you know 12 months or more to have any chance of having 5G on your mobile phone. But that's just slightly starting to change. Telstra, who've been spruiking 5G since before it was around, um, have now made it available to their kind of low-cost carriers. So the example I'll give you is I stumbled across Woolworth and Aldi Mobile this week, both offering 5G plans. Now, to be clear, they're not all, all of their plans are not 5G. So if you're an existing Aldi Mobile or Woolworth customer, you're not going to suddenly get 5G. You'd need to sign up to or recharge with uh, a 5G plan. Now, really? for Aldi, it's 65 bucks a month, which is a lot of money for Aldi Mobile, to be honest. Most yeah. people are spending way less than that. And with Woolworths Mobile, it's a $59 a month plan for, for, I think, 12 months. And you get 60 gigabytes of data for that. So it's a, it's a big plan. It's a good plan. But um, it's a lot of money if you're on a low-cost carrier, um, you know, just to get 5G. Yeah, is it worth it, though? Like, I mean, uh, I, I would like the speed of 5G, but I don't know if it's a necessity if I'm still getting internet on 4G. <laughs> And mate, that's that's the thing I've been saying for all this time is, uh, you know, 4G on my phone has never failed me other than not being available. So, you know, when there is service, 4G offers fast speeds that don't give me buffering when I'm even if I'm watching Netflix or Stan on my phone, it's not buffering. Yeah. So, what's 5G going to offer? In reality, 5G is offering something for the future, which is about reliability of service when there's lots of people around in a big stadium or something like that. Right now not something I'd go rushing out and paying more for personally. Here's a fun fact for you. I have a TV show that I edit and I send to Channel 7 myself um, and mm. I do it through 4G because it's way faster than any of the wide <laughs> networks. I can send a 10 gigabyte episode to Channel 7 in about an hour on 4G and I'm curious to know how fast I can do it on 5G but with those prices, I, I don't know, I don't buy a 5G only recharge, it seems like more hoops to jump through. Weirdly, you're actually the use case. I mean, that is a, that is a genuine use case for having that extra speed but yeah. is more than, is quicker than an hour really going to make a difference to your no. life? No, and most people not. wouldn't need it. I mean, most people aren't uploading 5, uh, five 10 gigabyte video files That's every right. day. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about electric vehicles. Charging network uh, across the east coast of Australia uh, has just gone undergone an ownership change, and this is a big deal. Charge Fox is the biggest charging network in Australia. It means you can drive pretty much from you know Brisbane to Melbourne uh, and charge your car. All the main highways have some form of charging on them on the Charge Fox network, and the motoring groups have just bought Charge Fox. So NRMA, RACV, RACQ, all yeah. those little motoring bodies around the state have actually purchased this. Now, that would be like in the 30s or 40s, uh, uh, NRMA buying the petrol station yeah. uh, network because this is the future. That's that's how we're going to charge our cars. So I actually think it's a great thing. It means that it's in, in a custodian that, you know, really has got the motorist front of mind as opposed to being, you know, super business oriented. Not that they won't try and make money off it, but... Yeah, I'm a big fan of this. I think it's a great move, and uh, hopefully we see a good expansion of that network so that we can drive everywhere, anytime, uh, using the uh, electric vehicles. Are electric vehicle chargers universal? Like, you know how with phones, you know, Apple have got their own chargers, and is it universal for cars? It's close. There are two different plugs, um, and we're, we're now at a point where pretty much every car sold has the newer version, so we will get to a, we'll get to a very much universal standard, but... Uh, Two's enough for now. Um, mate, I've just set up my Xbox. It's been in a, a box for a little while in storage because I've had to move houses. If I want to try out the latest of anything in particular, what's out there? Mate, Formula One F1 2022 is out now. I'd highly recommend it. Bunch of fun. Um, not a radical improvement on the game in terms of graphics and things from last year, but 
Formula One has changed a lot in 2022, so all new cars, all new tracks, uh, plus you've got the addition of some supercars like Aston Martins and Ferrari road cars that you can drive on the Formula One track. A bunch of fun. My kids love it. I love it. F1 2022 is available now. It was a loaded question because I know how much you love your F1 racing. (laughs) Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Thank you so much for your time this morning. We'll catch up with you next week. Cheers, buddy. Popcorn. Top Tops. And the latest releases. Let's go to the movies with Shane A. Bassett. As we do every Thursday, catching up with movie analyst Shane A. Bassett. Uh, you wouldn't believe what happened to me last night, Shane A. Bassett. I decided I was going to use my Diner Discover vouchers, uh, yeah. rush the kids to uh, go watch the new uh, Minions movie, and the line was out so far. <laughs> the place was booked out. Uh, on top of that, we rushed through um, drive through to get dinner for the kids on the way there, and all three of my kids spilled all three of their dinners. Uh, they dropped them on the floor at separate times, so it was a great night. <laughs> I'm going to try again tonight. <laughs> yeah, try. That you know what? That doesn't surprise me. Oh, hello, hello. By the way, mate. <laughs> but honestly, that doesn't surprise me because our box office and attendance at movies have been way up. Yeah, way way up in the last you know couple of months, and I think that's because of the quality and the movies all starting to roll through yeah. again. And at the moment, being school holidays. Movies like Lightyear and Minions, families are just going to them because they're both good movies and they're both just so popular. Um, you also got Jurassic World. Obviously, uh, dinosaurs never get old because I know we both had reservations about the film itself, but it's still very popular at the cinema. Top Gun's Almost, still showing. It's been out for, well, what, Top, eight weeks now? Um, Top Gun has just been knocked off the number one spot in the box office by Elvis. But I have a feeling that Elvis might drop back down and Top Gun go back up because yeah. people are just going back to see it a second, third We've time. We've four sessions a day here in Dubbo of Top Gun. Yeah, it's amazing. It's really good to see. And next Wednesday, instead of Thursday, you've got the new Marvel film Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, that is going to bring people in too. And I've seen it. I have to say it is great and I'll review it properly next week. You've already seen the new Thor movie. I was lucky enough on Monday to stand on a red carpet with uh, Taika Waititi, the director cool. and star, and Chris Hemsworth, and um, see the film. So, I'm, lo- yes. I'm looking forward to hear your review, because the trailer, I was a bit mixed on it, but um, I'm hearing whispers that it's actually really, really good. So we'll uh, talk about that next week. I do want to ask you about um, another movie that, obviously, the lead character from Thor is in uh, that everyone in our office is talking about this week, Spiderhead. They're saying it's absolutely unbelievable. Oh, really? That's really good news to hear that there's been um, positive chat about it because uh, I don't know anyone else has seen it yet, actually. Spiderhead is on Netflix. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is the main star, as you're alluding to, yeah. but it's a rare chance to see him as a villain. And he doesn't play a bad guy very often, but he is in this. He's nasty. Uh, it's an action drama about a futuristic prison who have their inmates are able to reduce their jail time if they allow themselves to become sort of part of a medical experiment. Yeah. Uh, and, and, of course, one of the prisoners, something goes terribly wrong with their experiment and medical procedure, and things escalate after that. I've so, heard it's a bit of a mind-bender as well. <laughs> Just a little bit, but yeah. uh, you don't want to... You don't want to know too much going into it, but 
The main thing is the actors involved. It was filmed up in Queensland, mm. so it looks looks great. Um, there's a few Aussie actors in there as well that you'll notice, and uh, Chris Hemsworth as a villain is rare, so highly recommended. Spiderhead on Netflix. How many uh, buckets of popcorn are you giving Spiderhead on Netflix? Four. I'm giving it a four he out of five. It. It, was, it was, yeah, it was top notch. I really liked it. Nice. Well, it there different. is uh, a lot of movies floating around. School holidays, of course, kicking off next weekend. As you said, the new Thor: Love and Thunder movie coming out, which we will uh, catch up with you about on Thursday and unpack all the details. Shane A. Bassett. Yes, not allowed to talk too much about it now, but it has a thumbs up. That's all I can say. Time to catch up with the one and only Stephen Gow from Gow Carpet Cleaning and Restoration. Steve, uh, we're going to unpack your weekend sport. We couldn't do it yesterday because it was no talk day, but some notable mentions to some local players in the Central West, Steve. Yeah, we do, Allo, and it's great. Matty Burton's got a, another gig in the state of origin, so he's been selected for that third third game, which is crunch time at, at uh, up at Suncorp, which will be a, a total different atmosphere to where they were in Perth, and with um, 50,000, you know, diehard Queenslanders there. Yeah. So be, um, Behind enemy lines, the best place to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not wrong. Uh, yeah, but hopefully they get the job done and can, you know, bring uh, bring the lollies home there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we, we've got Jaden Blake. He's a former Dubbo Roos, a Dubbo Junior Roos player, and he's been selected to play. He's been in the squad, training and things like that, but he missed the first game in selection. But today he plays um, in the centres for the Junior Wallabies against Fiji. That's cool. It is, actually, yeah. Yeah, Sun, Sunshine Coast Stadium. Uh, it's, it's on, if you've got Stan Sport, at 2 o'clock this afternoon on Stan Sport. So Definitely tune into that one. Let's talk Group 11 over the weekend. How did Ningen go against Parks? Yeah, it was, it was a bit of a, a, a duel out there at, in, at Ningen. And um, Ningen went down 10 points to 6 to Parks. Did, they did so. Uh, they would have been, you know, sort of confident, you know, home ground and everything out there. But uh, unfortunately, no. Parks took the, the, you know, the, the lollies on that one, and um, they move on. Macquarie got another win. Yeah, they did, but only just from a fast-finishing Wellington team. And, uh, you know, for a side that was struggling for numbers early in the season, they've, they've started to come good, the Wellington Cowboys. And Macquarie Raiders, 36, through to Wellington uh, Cowboys, 30. And Dubbo Sims, they, they, this is at the top of the table in Group 11, this mm. was. And they had a pretty convincing win when you look at that, 34 points to 18 against Orbs. So uh, Sims, are, you know, really stamped their dominance in this competition. How about Blouse Cup? Yeah, this is a total. The Dubbo Roos with the Forbes, but basically a carbon copy of last year. They went down 32 points to 12 in oh, wow. in really tough conditions over there. Forbes, uh, Roos struggled all day. They just couldn't get on the front foot. And, a bit cold and, and wet. Cold and wet. I watched this was on Clutch TV. So anyone sort of interested in Central West Rugby, you can watch it on Clutch TV and um, from your own home ground, home lounge room, sorry, if you, you uh, no, want to do that. Ground. Yeah. yeah, home ground. <laughs> yeah, home uh, ground. Old Boys Day is coming up, hey? It is this weekend and, and jump on to one, two, three ticks. Get your tickets for Old Boys Day. It'll be a massive day with the old boys you know, talking about the old times and, and catching up with people they haven't seen for a long, long time. So it's a, it's a great social afternoon. Now, Rhinos had a bye this weekend in New Holland, didn't they? Yeah, they did. And the only game there was uh, locally for uh, you know, our teams around here was the Gorillas, and they went down in a very close uh, game up there at, at Narromine. Uh, CSU Baffers got over the top of the Gorillas, 12 points to seven. Oils Plus? Oils Plus. Well, this was, yeah... 
sickness and injury all the way through. Um, Wellington won on forfeit from the Goats. There were seven players missing with either COVID or yeah. injury. And it was the same thing with Molong and, and the Oval. Injury and sickness played its part again. So, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, that was a real shame, actually, with those two games there. and. Definitely a shame. I've got myself a goat's hat and a goat's uh, T-shirt now. I can wear it with pride. Well, funny thing they say, uh, Allo, the goats want you out there this afternoon for training. <laughs> I, got, I got that first hand, actually, from the goats. They said, and then Allo are training on Tuesday night. We need him there. Him, <laughs> Trust me, for the sake of up. everyone on the team, they don't want me there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do we got left? The uh, the Central West AFL. Yeah, I got this wrong actually last week. I thought I was, was skipping myself a week, but it was actually a buy in AFL. So the Demons actually front up again this week against Baptist Bush Rangers. Well, here I was thinking they were having two weekends in a row against the Rangers. Yeah, no, the, uh, that was my mistake on that one. And um, but yeah. Demons will play this weekend against Baffers. David Gow for Gow Carpet Cleaning and Restoration. Thanks so much for uh, your knowledge at all the games, and we'll unpack uh, next weekend's games on Friday. Thanks, Hello and Triple M Rocks of Footy, and we'll hope to see you on the paddock for the goats. <laughs> Joined by the Mayor of the Region, Mr. Matthew Dickerson, and cleanup underway at the moment after. Uh, some high water levels and flooding levels around the region. Yeah, I'm not even sure if we've cleaned up a lot yet because <laughs> the water's still coming down. And the interesting part is always Burundong Dam because they like to keep a bit of headroom in Burundong Dam for more rain that comes in. So believe it or not, they normally let out a bit of water even though we think we've got enough water at the moment. So there's a bit of water still being let out. Mm. We've got to wait till they do that before we start cleaning up. But the big thing, I think, is whether or not we can get the Tamworth Street Bridge, the pedestrian bridge, clean up in time for Saturday because Parkrun's got its 7th anniversary this Saturday. Oh. So we want to try and get that sorted out before that because I don't know that they want to turn Park on into a triathlon where you just have to start swimming across the, the bridge rather than running across the bridge. Well, and I'm assuming every time a bridge gets flooded, you've got to have an engineer check the structural integrity after you know big logs go down and things like that. That would make sense, but I think that that bridge and the other one, the Shibble Bridge, which are both designed to go underwater in floods, I think they're designed to handle that water, so probably don't need to get full engineering designs and looking at the game afterwards. So hopefully they're right. Send the engineers down in their diving suits. Go have a look, guys. No, it's all good. This, this bridge was built for it. That's right. What are we wasting our time for? It's all okay. Let's talk uh, NRL, what the chances are of getting uh, more games back here in the Central West. Do we need to start a GoFundMe page? What, what's the plan? Actually, I like that idea. I, I do like it. Can you start that today, please? So the really interesting part here is that no other council really talks about how much it costs. They think that the NRL is a beautiful, wonderful organisation. They just send teams out to regional areas because they love rugby league in the bush. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's a commercial decision. And, for example, South Sydney, $350,000. Wow. We need to pay them this year and last year. Plus, when we get some corporate sponsors for a corporate sponsor area, they take half that sponsorship money. So South Sydney picked up close up to four hundred grand to come and play a game here this year. Now, the state government has given us one hundred and fifty grand for last year's game and this year's game, so that defrays some of the cost, but it still cost the community this year, when we did a final wrap of it all, $67,000. Now, you say, well, that's a fair bit of money, but then again, it injected $2.8 million into our economy. Yes. So you start to weigh up whether it's worthwhile or not. Now, our council resolution is that we're not definitely going to go ahead next year. We've got to go and negotiate with some clubs 
see if we can come up with a final costing of what it's going to cost us and then bring that back to council. We have to do all that by the end of August to then say whether or not we go ahead and whether or not it's South Sydney because there are other clubs out there, although most clubs charge a similar amount of money. It's not cheap getting teams out here. So I'm actually really keen to hear from the community whether the community thinks it's worthwhile paying all that money to get a club to come out and play a game out here. Is there a way the community can do that? Just send emails, mayor at dubbo.nsw.gov.au, talk to your friendly councillor, talk to any councillor that you know about it because obviously it will be a council resolution going yeah. forward. Hey, let's talk Mullet Fest, which is coming to Dubbo, which we've jumped on board with here at Triple M. Uh, you and uh, Dougal Slaughters have done a bit of photo shoot um, with, the, with the mullets. It's a bit of a challenge for me to grow a mullet these days. I might need <laughs> another year to grow a mullet, but... I've tagged on a mullet. I'll put a photo up shortly. I'm not sure if I want to put the photo up. Yeah. It's not it's... a good look, is it? And my apologies to anyone out there with a mullet. I'm sure you think it looks wonderful, but on me, a mullet just doesn't it's do it. It's a beautiful look, sure. I think. <laughs> I think you should be. Uh, I think you should get a re- the real deal and have it there all the time. <laughs> oh, gee, I'm not sure if I've got enough hair to keep doing that. So I will give you a slight admission. When I was very young, and I'm talking about a silly, rebellious teenager, I used to have one of those silly little rat's tails. So I'm not sure if I can tie my mullet up into a rat's tail, whether that's a better look or they just all look bad. <laughs> Well, either way, uh, looking forward to seeing uh, you. And even Dougal Saunders has got some photos with the mullet on as well for Mullet Fest uh, coming up yeah, next month. Right. Yeah, August 20, Mullet Fest is on. Who knew Mullet Fest was a thing, eh? It's going to, it's going to, this is, you talk about the NRL games driving the economy in town. Mullet Fest, it's going to change the world, I'm telling you now. <laughs> yeah, good. Apparently, we're up at a Bunnings barbecue as well yep. at the end of July, 30th of July. Uh, Dougal and I are meant to be up there cutting some hair, <laughs> cutting mullets off, uh, yeah, all sorts of things. I'm not sure about Dougal's talent on the clippers, but my talents aren't real good on the clippers. So beware. Anyone that comes along, beware. <laughs>